are here with another episode of Unwired, and I have a uh, guest with me, a good friend. Now, I would call him a good friend, but oftentimes he says, I don't call enough, so I'm not sure he would call me a good friend. But uh, I have my creative <laughs> artist, good friend, uh, David Crawford. Welcome, David. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we have to look at that that frequency of calling, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, welcome to the new age. We we're all about texting and how many how many different ways do we have to communicate now? We have Slack, Twitter, uh, uh, Facebook, which I do not use that often. Um, you know, so email, emails. That's right. So, uh, you know, there used to be Google Hangouts. What was it? MSN Messenger. Um, what was the one? That oh my goodness! We, yeah, I'm going back a little bit. But there are all these different ways we have to communicate. So you can't just rely on the phone anymore. Um, I mean, yesterday we were texting, so that, that's got to account for something. That's true. That's true. That's so, true. I have to go back to the old IRC days. Oh, that's right, IRC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, um, the early social media where you, you're able to talk about right. how things are and your experiences with different products. Wow, that's – ooh. Um, bullets going boards. back to the yeah 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 BBS. compact days yeah Ooh. oh no now you're putting you're dating us oh that's that's way too old was aol oh my goodness Ugh. i still yes i do laugh at my friends who still have aol addresses but they say why change after 20 years yeah well so you're a creative person in fact um we use some of your work at our church uh, you did our uh, EBC TV logo. You mm -hmm. um, you've created quite a few things on our website. So so tell yep. me tell me about some of the things you did, and of course a little bit about your background, how you got into this creative work. Um, as far as how I got into the creative work, uh, I I always grew up like drawing and stuff. So, but I never really thought that I would want to work in that field. Um, until maybe I was in school for architecture and, um, then became finished and was working on CAD, so computer-aided drawing, right, right. but new things started coming out. Uh, that's kind of when Pixar was starting and, um, some other things where they're doing this 3D graphic stuff. Mm. I thought that was pretty interesting, pretty interesting. So... Um, nobody at the time knew how, no school knew how to really do it, to, to do the, they didn't know much about 3D animation and how you get into it. Um, so I just pretty much from then on, I just dabbled around anything that I could get my hands on, whether it was, um, desktop publishing with Quark Express, taking classes with those, um, hmm. got a scholarship to art school in Columbus, Ohio, Columbus College of Art and Design. I went there for couple of years um, to really strengthen up my drawing and color and design skills. Um, eventually went to, after that, went to computer science, finished a degree in computer science in the evening because I was actually working in architecture during the day. And that was actually somebody I was at Ohio State, one of my counselors said, oh, well, I don't know how to do that. I think you'd have to get a degree in art and a degree in computer science and wow. <laughs> a degree in something else, which... I, I thought it was pretty weird, which, which I actually did um, do. So, 
So I've, I've dabbled around in all those areas of, like I said, desktop publishing, um, what do you call, um, fine arts, uh, web design. So pretty much web was just getting started um, as far as how how to design it. This was back in like 94. Mm. Um, and no one was teaching it in the school, so nobody knew. So I just really just read books and learned on my own. How do I get these pictures on the screen like this? Um, so I, I pretty much taught myself in the beginning before some classes started. Um, so that's kind of you know how I got into it. And, and then still with the architecture, moving into my 3D skills, um, building, doing pre-visualization with the architecture, um, with first starting off with um, uh, AutoCAD, of course, from the oh, yeah. from that, and then moving that into 3D, and then Autodesk, which owns AutoCAD, came up with 3D Studio. Mm-hmm. Um, so then getting into that. So now, did and that, that become, that's I, I did that become 3D Max? Yes. Okay. It became okay. 3D Max. They they completely rebuilt the program. They redesigned it and reprogrammed it into a different language. So from 3D Studio to 3D Studio Max. Yeah. And yet you say so, you say you don't do animation. I I don't do it as a profession. Okay. I would love to do it as a profession, but when I wanted to do it being in the Midwest, I was in Ohio, of course Ohio State, the Ohio State University. <laughs> being there. <laughs> I uh there there's not that many jobs that you know you can do it and the the profession is competitive so a lot of people want to do it not that many jobs for it so you would actually have to move out to either California or New York yeah where you know the cost of living is crazy expensive mm-hmm. and I didn't really want to move away from my family right. um to do that and then possibly not even get a position work, so i right. yeah yeah so basically my my stuff is just on the side um my own personal projects and just doing it that way so so with in terms of graphics do you often use uh, like say after effects or uh, i know black magic design has a product called fusion which is totally different i've I've dipped my toe into Fusion. Oh, yeah. I've been using After Effects for years. I wouldn't say I, I mastered yeah. it, but I'm able to pick up programs and use it. Um, in fact, I use it for creating a lot of like moving low in thirds and things like that. But I, I dipped my toe into Fusion, and I couldn't wrap my head around it long enough to be even good at it. So I still find right. myself going back to After Effects. Um, so are you familiar with those programs as well? I'm familiar with After Effects. The thing is that back when we first started, all these programs started coming up, you could kind of learn each one <laughs> because the, the, the tool set was not really that huge. Right. Um, so you could learn all of the you know Photoshop and, and different ones. And plus, they were on different platforms back then. So if you had Mac, you would learn a different set of software. Right. But if you're on PC, you would learn a different set of software. So, you know, they weren't like today where you could run them on either platform. Mm-hmm. So I was mostly PC because of CAD. 
Um, and, and plus, as always, Mac has always been expensive. Yes. So I couldn't really afford the Mac, and it was just different. So it was on PC because I used to also build um, computers back then. People used to do that, yeah, build their own. <laughs> so I would build one to get a more powerful one. So my things were CorelDRAW. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. These are things that, are, that were on the PC. Um, as far as animation, 2D animation, Flash. Um, so After Effects and, and, and Photoshop and all the Adobe stuff, which was just on Mac, I really didn't get into them. I, I always had alternates or comparable ones for the PC. So I tried to learn After Effects a couple of times, but it's now it's just like I was going back to saying that you could learn all those computer, computer programs graphics programs back then you could know pretty much all of them but now their tool set is so deep you really nowadays just have to be a specialist in one because it's so in depth so when i go back and try to learn after effects i'm like oh this looks so much different from flash or so so much (laughs) different from my my regular animation programs like you know maya or blender or you know any of those that i just i'm like how do you do this how do you move this and it's so many stuff is just so much so nestled nested not nestled nested under each thing you could open up so many things to do one little turn of a object yeah. like this I have and then that. i forget so if i haven't messed with it for a while i i didn't i forget everything and i have to relearn it exactly. all over again <laughs> i have that one problem with photoshop i think they've actually ruined photoshop adobe has in that they've taken away so many of the visible tools they're all nestled under um, the drop-downs that I don't know where anything is, and I don't use Photoshop on a regular basis, but if I'm creating an element for an image, we're doing so much streaming now that you might want to throw an image up or a bug or something, and it is so much more difficult now just to find out which tool does what, how to find the right tool. You know, you talked about being master of something. Uh, I know people who have, they know one product and one product only, and they're excellent yeah. at it. I don't right. think I'd be able to have a job <laughs> if I if I was only, if I did that. Because... Good at one thing. Yeah, things move so rapidly and you have to reinvent yourself so quickly. Um, there is a downside to not knowing a product really well. Um, like there was a time when Sony owned Vegas Pro, and that was my yeah, editing yeah. package. That was it. I yeah, knew, it was easy. Yeah, I knew everything about it. I got my certification in it, um, and then they just abandoned it. So they did. They did. They just let it go. Just let it go. Literally one year after I got my certification, they basically stopped doing upgrades on it. And the funny thing is, I still use it. If I have a quick project that I need to do, you know, just a couple <laughs> right. of things, I will fire that up because I know I can get it done quickly. Whereas right. if, if I got to do Premiere, which I've done training in Premiere, or DaVinci Resolve, which is a, a whole other animal in and of itself, it takes so much longer to do a simple project in it that it doesn't make sense to fire it up for that. So Yeah, see, that's, that's the thing. Premiere, you mentioned Premiere. That was only on the PC. Right. So that's what I learned. I learned Premiere, and I loved Premiere, but then at a point, it just, for the video, it just got too slow to use Premiere. Yes. Yes. So I kind of abandoned it. I abandoned it 22, maybe maybe 10 years ago, 10 or 15 mm-hmm. years ago. I abandoned it because it was just, uh, 
it was slow. Right. But then on on the other side with with Photoshop, when I started in web graphics, you needed to do things really quick. Okay, you know, get rid of the background or make some frames or change a color or change a size or something. Um, go from a roster image, uh, you know, to the to <laughs> the other image. Mm-hmm. And Photoshop, it just took too long. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't ready for web, so I would use um, fireworks mm. um, to do my stuff. Um, fireworks and, like I said, Corel Draw, because I could go and I can do what I needed to do. I wanted to size something up really quick. I could I could do it. I could change the color out really quick. Boom, get it done and do it on a bunch of things versus going into Photoshop, trying to find this, have to create this layer, yep. have to do this to this layer, have yep. to put this layer on top of this layer so I could see it. And I'm like, ah. I just for doing things quickly, Photoshop was not was not really good. Right. And up until about two thousand eight, it wasn't good for web graphics at all. No. Um and they started changing um between like two thousand and eight, two thousand twelve. Uh I was teaching some courses uh at a community college and then they started using students were using Photoshop to slice up their images for their web pages. I'm like, Photoshop? No. <laughs> <laughs> not Photoshop, uh, <laughs> but of course it's great for for what it's, what it's for. It's yeah. great for photos. Yeah. But now they've added other things. They've added a 3D look. They've added some animation, um, and it's just it's just huge. I mean, yeah. and now it's like I think Photoshop's like a thousand dollars or something. I'm not sure since since we've gone to the subscription yeah. model. Yeah, it 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 got so expensive. I know it was like six hundred ninety nine. I remember back when we were paying for it. I'm like, I don't use it, so I'm not paying all that money for Photoshop. You used to be able to get the whole suite for about twelve hundred dollars. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think Photoshop. Well, I used to get the student discount. Yeah, I the student, of course. <laughs> that's, that's one of the reasons I stayed in college for so long is because I was getting all right. the software at at uh, at what seventy percent off. It it you know right exactly it evened out so it made sense. <laughs> now that I have my kids in school, they buy the software, but I use it. So <laughs> it's totally legal, people. It's a license. I pay for the license. Right, right, right. Uh, I I need to start teaching at a school, and maybe that'll help. But yeah, I'm. I don't know. You know, we we should dig deeper one of these days about how to like i'll ask you this how do you stay current with so many different software we were talking about um, now that streaming has become huge because everyone's locked in their house people can't meet on a regular during this time and everyone's having to stream there's so many new streaming packages coming out now technically speaking i'm a bit old school when it comes to streaming i like hardware doing my streaming that way i'm not relying Mm -hmm. on the computer to do all the encoding. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. the computer doing the encoding is just problematic. You know, if your computer's not fast right. enough, everything comes out jittery. But how do you stay current? You mentioned a package yesterday, if I remember, what was it? Stream Duck? What was it? Live Stream? What was the name of that? No, <laughs> it's StreamYard. StreamYard, stream yes. I think it's a picture of a duck for some reason. Yeah, uh, it's icon of the duck. Uh, Mallard yard. or something crazy. So exactly. So I signed up for that. Um, there's OBS. OBS is free. There's a new one that came yeah. out. It's Mac only. I think it's Ecamm. That's really, really powerful. But I'm not okay. a Mac. I don't have Macs much in this house. So 
uh, that's going to be hard to test. How do you stay current with these all these new programs that come out? Do you just play the waiting game and see which one becomes more popular and then jump on that? Or do you pretty much stay with your tried and true whatever works for you? Uh, I try to stay with my tried and true, what, what I know, because what you know you're going to be able to do faster. And that's, that's the whole thing, right? It's speed. Okay. Mm -hmm. If something goes wrong and you try to something new, it's like, well, I don't know how to fix it. And then, you know, whatever it is you're doing, where you, whether you're doing a streaming service or something and it, it goes wrong and you don't know how to fix it. It's, it's, you know, that looks bad on you. Um, but I, like I said, I try to stay with my tried and true as far as I know, but then sometimes it just, the leaps and bounds of if you see something new are just so much better than what you're used to using that you kind of have to jump out and try and learn something quickly. Um, which in this field, we have to be, we have to be quick learners. Oh yeah. And that helps us because we know what we expect. We know that what this is supposed to do, what we want it to do. And does it do that? So, you know, like the StreamYard, I, I'm looking at it and wanted to present it to you guys because it has some other features and of, like, say, we're, we're looking at the stream and it says, oh, well, such and such asked a question. Well, this, the one that we use now doesn't, I don't think it does, allow you to click on that and put it on the screen so that everybody sees what that question is instead of reading, such and such has this question, da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. You know, with the StreamYard, you can take it and click on that really quick and it puts the question right on the screen and the person's icon and name of who is asking it. Mm -hmm. Plus it lets you switch between if you're doing a slide presentation, putting the slide presentation on there at the same time with the, the, the presenter. Right. Um, so, you know, just some of those things that are, you look at and you say, okay, well back before 10 years ago, software encoding, which I agree can be glitchy, okay. but now the way that, the way that you have the software as, as a service or the infrastructure as a service. So say I have a computer running that encoding and then it gets too much. I can, or the person in the back end can quickly put in another 10 servers on the back end to do that processing, right. which will make it smoother. So that's the big change from, you know, 10 years ago to now that the, the dynamic, the dynamics of creating more servers <laughs> <laughs> in a couple of minutes that's to right. handle the workload. Yeah, virtual machines. You know. uh, that's one of those yeah, technologies so... I jumped on early, and it was very fruitful. Yeah. Yes, and that's, you know, that's that's another thing with, uh, that's actually, and my day job is what I do. I manage um, and build those virtual, what do you say, physical environments that, that allow the virtual service to be built. That's Put it funny. that way. I didn't know that. Um, that's interesting. We definitely need to talk more about that then. Um, are you using mm -hmm. Hyper-V more so than VMware or one of the other products? No, use VMware. Okay. I so it's yeah, a mix between mostly VMware and then going to AWS. Okay, okay. I cut my teeth on VMware years ago, years and years ago. Um, I used to have a couple mm -hmm. of servers here, but profitability-wise, I ended up shifting over to Hyper-V since I had a subscription, which reminds me I need to buy the last set of Microsoft subscriptions that are available. They're going away with that program too. But like I said, that's a conversation for another day. 
Yeah, see, I don't even know that one. As you're talking about learning new software or right. new technologies, right. I even though I'm in that space, I don't know Hyper-V, and there's so many. Um, but, you know, sticking with the tried and true that right. works right. that you know is going to allow you to be more successful in what it is that you're trying to do. Well, it was by necessity I ended up shifting. But you know what? I'll end on this note. You're talking about sticking with what you mm -hmm. know. Many years ago, they were, when I was interviewing uh, people for a position at our company, a company I worked for, there was a resume that came across my desk. And on it, it said this guy had been in the industry three years. He had listed on, you know, under the section software that I'm, that I'm expert at, he had every single Microsoft product <laughs> available at the time. I did not even bother to call him back. I threw that away. <laughs> Because the truth is, if you have time enough to learn every single program, then you haven't used any of them. There's, there's, yeah, it's no way you yeah. can be expert at everything. So, you know, you could immediately flag it that this guy was lying. If he had just uh, focused, I mean, he had access, Excel, um, PowerPoint, and all the server technologies. I said, look, there's Oof. no way. There's just, just no, even if you're a genius, you wouldn't be working for the company I was working for anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> there would just be no way that you could learn all those. Look, That's true. David, I want to thank you for joining us here on Wired for today. And Oh yeah, my pleasure. I'm glad you took the time. And when you get another opportunity, I'm going to invite you back because it seems like there's a lot of topics that we could cover. Yes, there's a lot of knowledge up in this head. It's all general. I'm not expert at everything. <laughs> well, yeah, you're ahead of me. I'm not expert at anything. All right, thanks. And here's hoping I'll see you soon. You're welcome. All right.